We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey, BSN listeners, we are excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee can't make any claims, but this CBD-enriched coffee has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS, decreased anxiety, you name it. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. This coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2018 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Now enjoy the show, guys. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot scores! Yes, who? Yes, who? Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. I've been feeling it Hello. Hello to the masses. The uh, Avs fam masses and anybody else who just happens to be stopping by looking for an interesting podcast. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Jesse Montano. I'm sitting alongside AJ Hafley, the one and only. And we are down here at Blake Street Tavern in downtown Denver, right across the street from Coors Field. One of our favorite spots, easily... The place to be if you're watching sports in Denver. 
TVs everywhere. They have three bars in this one building. Awesome atmosphere. This is this is one of our favorite places to go, no doubt. AJ, we're bringing the icebreakers back today, uh, my friend. And it's a little unfair because this was your icebreaker idea, spurred <laughs> on by a conversation that we had. Yeah. But I would like to know, what is the strangest membership that you have? And when I say membership, I mean... Like a frequent buyer, frequent shopper right. club for some, just really obscure. So, I liked a girl once. P.S. <laughs> Bad call. And uh, uh, we were coming up on Christmas that year. And I, uh, I thought I would do something nice for her. And she was really, she was really upset that she couldn't afford to buy uh, tickets to the ballet for her and her daughter that year. Because uh, her daughter really wanted to get into ballet and was like was curious about it or whatever, right. um, and right. so I thought I would I thought I'd be nice and you know I got her the tickets just the two of them didn't didn't buy a third ticket trying to like invite myself in. <laughs> I'm um, sure you were just chomping at the bit to get to the ballet too, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually got mad at me that I did not buy a ticket for me. She was like, "You have to come with us now. You got to get you one." And I was like, "I'm good." <laughs> And like I would have gone, like I wouldn't, I didn't have any opposition, but I just thought it should have been, you know, a yeah, mom and, their, and her daughter. Their thing, you know, it was kind of a nice like Christmas. So I got her, I got her ballet tickets, and in order to do that, I had to like get like a membership or whatever <laughs> to the Colorado Ballet, and because of that, I now get nonstop emails <laughs> from them. <laughs> and this is this was like six years ago, and I have tried everything possible <laughs> to try to get out of this membership. <laughs> I have unsubscribed on their email list. I have called them. I have gone to the Colorado Ballet physically. <laughs> I hope that was one of the things where you're like in the neighborhood. And and you're like, hey, I was okay, actually. Right. I was literally driving by it, and I was like, I've got time for this <laughs> because they annoy me every time I see them. And I keep being assured, oh, no, you're, you're off the list. You're not on there. We'll, we'll get you out of there. It'll be no problem. All, fast forward all these years, still get them. Still there. I'm sure this last weekend you were just, it was just nonstop oh, with dude. Black Friday and Cyber Monday like, and stuff. The lesson I learned was never do something nice for somebody. <laughs> I, uh, so ever since then, I've been the Grinch. I don't, I don't do nothing for nobody. Yeah. Nice I've, guy AJ is dead. I belong to a, uh, I'm a valued member at a liquor store in San Diego. Hannah went to, to college out there, so I went out there. It was, it was one time I was out there, I went out there a handful of times, and we were going to get some alcohol, and I walked in this place like, hey, are you a member? And I was like, oh, no. They're like, oh, well, you get an instant 20% off if you sign up. So I was like, oh, well, obviously. Uh, BevMo is what it's called. So now, once a week, I get the BevMo mailer. And I keep it on. I'm like, well, maybe I'll be back in San Diego and I'll need some discounted liquor. So I belong case. to an obscure, like, family-owned liquor store in suburbia San Diego. Nice. Yeah, always fun. And, and yeah, again, it's this, the la last weekend is where you really find out where your memberships are because yeah. everyone comes out of the woodworks. Yeah. On, uh, it, was, it was funny to see uh, the mail when I got – because, you know, I was in California last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I got home, the physical mail 
Um, that was just sitting on the counter. I'm sure the mailers spread were. between uh, my roommates and myself. Like every retailer you could have ever heard of <laughs> had hit us all up between one, uh, you know, at least one of us had like been there or like was on a list or whatever. Right. And it was just like, it was this huge stack of just like junk. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I don't know if you finished listening to the, any of the new Crystalia pods, but he talks about, uh, Hey, it's Cyber Monday, a.k.a. 48,000 email day. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah, I listened to it on the way down. The most recent episode. Yeah. The Shintaro episode. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, someone tweeted us? They were like... Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Well, and what I think is funny is that usually when we reference it, we don't... Like, we make like a... Yeah, we... It's we an don't talk about reference. what it is, yeah. <laughs> and then we just move on. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Maybe don't. <laughs> Pick Adrian. a different name. <laughs> those might be change it. Yeah, change it. Oh, that's, that's the, those are my favorite. Those are the ones where I'm just like, he's being ridiculous, and like this actually annoys me, yeah. but it also kind of makes me laugh. Oh, um, I, I think my favorite, and you and I have talked about this, where instead of you know, it's like, oh, fuck off or something like this. Hey, jump out of a window. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just so like personal. There's your your plug for Crystalia for this podcast. Yeah. You're he welcome. Needs, <laughs> he, he he's got all the advertisers and all that, right? Yeah. Like Yeah, he, he definitely he needs to pay us for all the free advertising yeah, we've given him. Exactly. We'll be waiting for our check. We'll be backing up our own Brinks truck here. Right. We need to get our own soundboard. <laughs> yeah, we do. AJ, um this was kind of an unplanned segment. First of all, uh, news update for the abs from today. All right, now that the news update is over. I mean, they had stuff happen. You know, they called up Mark Alt and they sent down Sheldon Dries. Apparently, Barbario has an upper body injury, which these things continue to baffle me because I chatted up Barbs for a few minutes in the locker room last night after the game usually because he just gets undressed so slowly. Right. Everybody had left. I'd talked to a couple of other players before then, and then uh, I was just standing there kind of listening in on conversation, and he just looked at me, and he was like, hey, AJ, and I like I sat down, and I chatted him up. Him and Z are always slow. I, I asked Z uh, just in passing. Very, He was talking to us, uh, another reporter, and then as soon as he got done, I was like, Z, do you feel a little guilty? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, about killing that guy at the end of the third? <laughs> I was like, that man's dead now. I was <laughs> and he kind of just like laughed and then walked out of the room. And I was like, I guess not. I was telling my buddy, uh, Jonathan, who you know, because I kept showing it on the, on the screen. I said, they need to show that hit at full speed because yeah. that was what made it scary. Z was moving. Well, he straight lunch moneyed that dude. Like, that was straight up big kid in the playground, decided it was, it was he wanted a second order of chicken nuggets that day at lunch. <laughs> Rolled up on the little guy, took the lunch money, knocked him down, and just bounced. Yeah. It was it was awesome. He, got, full, them, he at, got them nuggets. Clean, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'd been looking for it all night. Mm -hmm. You could tell in the first period he was hunting. He like, almost got Malkin, too. And then he almost he almost got Phil Kessel. Uh, Phil uh, Kessel saw his life flash yeah. before his eyes. Kessel was streaking to the neutral zone, cut into the middle. And he saw Z just do that little, like, half moon where it's like, I'm yeah. not skating backwards anymore. Right. Keep coming. Yeah, he he dished that puck off quick. Yeah, and he was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> that was straight survival. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, barely, barely made it. You walked in here. You said you'd been in the car, so you hadn't looked at your uh, your Twitter notifications, and you yeah. said you were scared because you had tweeted out how you would have redrafted the top five in the tw- uh, 2015 draft, which yeah. you and I have talked about a lot. Being in, it's going to go down as an all-time it's, draft. It's class. an absurd draft class already, and it's only going to get better uh, as some of these guys start to win awards. Guys other than McDavid, right? Start to win awards, and uh, I, I just, you know, and and I told you, I said there's there's actually some good discussion going on in your mentions. I was actually reading them as you walked in here at, at Blake Street, and and you said, well. Had I given my true opinion, people would be a lot more mad. I asked you what it was, and you said it's McDavid, and then who's drafting? Right. And I thought that was really interesting because every year we see these redrafting the 2009 second round. Right. It's like, oh, my gosh. And what's what's interesting is is every, what everyone does is they go on, and when I say everyone, I mean everyone, and that's yeah. writers from TSN, that's writers from Sportsnet, that's – bloggers that's the, the smallest blogger you can find at what everyone does and, and you know, every YouTube channels they go and they say all right who has the most points right and they just who's got the most games played who's got the most points and if he's a defenseman it's games played right like but if it's a forward it's points and then if it's close in points it's goals and I thought and then it's position you know like and, and then it just continues to go until you can whittle it down to okay Pretty much, I sorted my points and made my choices because guys aren't usually that close. But if they did, I made my choice after that. And then for defensemen, I picked games played because a lot of games played must mean you're good. So I loved your, I loved what you said there. Was it? It does. It fully depends on on who's drafting. And you go back to 2015, and you know you use the Avs as an example with with Miko Rantanen. You know yep. you're saying if if the Avs are picking second. Well, in 2015, you had Nathan McKinnon, you had Matt Duchesne, you had Eric Johnson, you had Tyson Berry. What did you need? You needed a winger. So if you're the Avs mm-hmm. picking second, yeah, you're probably going to go with, with Miko Rantanen or, or Mitch Marner. You're probably going to pass on Jack Eichel. I mean, would a, would a McKinnon-Eichel combination be great? I mean, of course. Of but course you had Duchesne be. at the time. Right. And, and so it's, it's an interesting philosophy that I don't think many people employ and many people don't think about. And, and those are hard hypotheticals to make. I, I guess it's not necessarily because you just go back to use that same draft order, use the same roster at the time. Mm. But those redrafts aren't as cut and dry as, as organized. You know, draft in 2015, organized by points. Right. Well, and it's not like, you know, there are some people, oh, I, well, I think – Eichel's better than than Rantanen because he's got the center position value. Yeah, sure. If if what we were talking about is if I'm starting my franchise tomorrow, if the if if the NHL erased the rosters and did like a NHL you know 19 <laughs> video game style fantasy draft where you're picking, but you can only pick from the 2015 draft for your first selection, right? Like then yeah, I would probably go McDavid and then Eichel and maybe Barzal, maybe Aho before I got to Rantanen just because you want the center. Right. You don't want to build around wings unless they're very, 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 very special wings. And, you know, I think Rantanen is definitely I mean, he's an elite player. He's a special player. 
one who's no doubt benefiting from playing with another special player in McKinnon. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And if you were starting your franchise tomorrow, you know, when he's your first pick, you don't have the McKinnon. You don't have the, the other guy, you know. He's going to be your number one guy. And there's a question about, well, how good would he be as your top guy? I don't think there's any question that he would still be very, very, very good. But without having McKinnon, he may not be on the crazy points pace that he's on right now. That's fine. Look at Line. And I guess that's a bad example because he does have a good center, but But, he doesn't have a McKinnon. But it's it's just, you know, uh, if you're starting your franchise, you know, maybe – Instead of, uh, you know, once once you got past McDavid and, and, and Eichel and, and maybe Marner, maybe Ajo, maybe Barzal, you know, but you're also talking about Provorov. You're talking about Wierenski because those are top defensemen, you know, and I think I think Provorov is the better two-way guy than Wierenski, but I also think Wierenski is an elite offensive guy who, who takes care of his own zone pretty well mm. and could play in all situations for you if the need rose. So I, I think... You know, that's that's kind of the real conversation is what's the real situation? If you're just saying I'm going by best player, I, I think it's McDavid and then it's a cluster of guys. Because like, yeah, I think Jack Eichel's really good. Jack Eichel's played with some not so great players so far in his career. Jack Eichel's also been injured quite a bit in his career. You know, when you're only playing sixty games a year, you're losing a lot of your value to your team. Right. You know, it's kind of the Eric Johnson problem. Right. Easily been their best defenseman for years and years and years. But when he misses, you know, 15, 20, you know, sometimes 40 games in a season, you're just not that valuable of a player. Right. You're not the best defenseman. Like, if you're just not out there all the time, you know, you are you lose value. Right. And until he can string together some healthy seasons, I'm going to ding Eichel for his health. And, and again, there's there's yet another thing no one takes into account, you know, is because I, I saw people in in your mentions, you know, arguing back and forth. Oh, Rantanen's had this many points. Oh, Eichel's had this many points, and this and over the last couple of years, this person's had that. And it's to your point, there's there's a lot more that goes into that. And you know, you bring up Provorov, you bring up Warinsky. I think there's a lot of teams that that maybe would have wished they would have taken guys like that because defensemen are hard to come by and and it's just yeah it's just so it's it's a much more interesting conversation than it's made out to be. I mean, Toronto loves Marner right now, right? Like loves Marner. I mean, they're literally putting him in the Hall of Fame. But how different would they be today had they taken Provorov or Wierenski instead? Specifically Provorov, because I think he's the best guy. But how different are they? You know, Marner's great. But knowing that they have JT, you know, maybe Nylander signed. And they've got Provorov on the back end, and they don't miss Marner that much. Right. You know? Well, and, and William Nylander's in the lineup every night. Right. And, and while Marner's better than Nylander, our... Is, is Toronto better as a team with Nylander and Provorov or with Marner and no Nylander? Right. So it's, you know, and obviously we're doing this knowing what we know today. Right, right, right. And that's, like, a big part of it is that, like, you you have that hindsight. You know what you know today, and that's that's part of the fun of the conversation. But really, 
it depends on positional value, situation that they're going into. You know, I mean, what if what if Arizona had taken Marner instead of Dylan Strom? Yeah. You know, and and Toronto would have ended up with Dylan Strom instead. You know, it's the NHL looks different because of that. It's interesting, and, and I wanted to at least talk about it. One, it's an off day and yeah. you know, off day pod, but two, I, I thought that I just thought that was very interesting because I had never thought about it that way. When when you said that, you're like, well, if I truly <clears throat> sat down and redrafted it, yeah. it'd be all over the place because those teams again and, and again who's the, drafting those what's their what's their philosophy? What kind of team do they want to be? It's not just as simple as well. I'm going to sit down and, and pick, you know. Thomas Shabbat's had an amazing first season right now. You know, right now, he's off to an amazing start to this year. He had a good rookie year last year. You know, like, but where, where do you put him into that conversation? Just because we don't have all that information yet. You know, Kyle Connor, 30-goal guy. Brock Besser is in that draft. Where are those guys going to go? Well, and, and, and that also, you know, you start asking the question of, again, knowing what they know now, does Ottawa not take a Thomas Shabbat because they that way they don't have to give anything up for a center? You know, they don't have to mortgage huh, a lot for a center. You know, it's just it's all these hypotheticals where you can say, was there a better fit now looking back? Yeah. And I find it fascinating. Well, and it's it's a fun conversation, but it's I mean, you really do have to if you're going to have it, then have the full conversation. Don't act like it's as simple as, you know, this guy's better than that guy, clearly. You know, you yeah. know, uh, the argument that Barzal's better than Ranton right now to me is dumb just because there's a 20-point gap between them right now. You know, you could talk about center versus wing, and that's, you know, it's a legitimate conversation. But when one guy is significantly outscoring the other. Yeah. It's not is much it? of a conversation, you know. Is it a guy? One of those guys is at the top of the NHL in scoring, and the other one's not a point per game player this year, thus far. Right through twenty five games. Yeah. So you know, like, is it is it a tough conversation? Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to uh, dive into a little bit of, of of another headline that that came out of Toronto today. This is a BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We will be right back. Hey, everybody. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games, for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, Food Fests, Comedy Shows, Concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right. All events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. 
Hey guys, before we go into our next segment, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. Look, you guys already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado, but now they are delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge all the way to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 purchase for all of your holiday parties and have it delivered right to your door. Download the Total Beverage app and use the promo code BSN10 for $10 off your order. That's promo code BSN10 on the Total Beverage app for $10 off your next liquor delivery today. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back in. Segment number two here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfleet down here at the Blake Street Tavern in downtown Denver right across the street from Coors Field. One of our favorite places to come, home of the famous Blake Street nachos, three bars under one roof, TVs pretty much everywhere you look. It's funny you say that, and I haven't had the nachos the last, like, seven times I've been here. There's just so much. There's so right. much, and we got them for so long. Right, and that was my issue was that the full order of them is just, like, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. That I was, I was taking home half of them, and then, like, that's a great deal. Yeah. But it's just like, oh. So when you it's, order, a, it's a process. When you order nachos from places, you usually expect, like, oh, we'll get, like, a basket. Or, like, you don't necessarily want nachos two meals in a row. <laughs> and when you take nachos home, like, you can't let them sit long. Right. You know, because two days going by in the fridge, you're not going to reheat them and be like, these are delicious. So, actually, like, I don't remember when it was we were here, but I did take some home, threw them in the oven a couple days later. Yeah, see, I usually, I usually take them home, and that's, like, my next meal is mm. I finish them off because I'm like, I'm not going to let these, like, sit. Right. So. AJ, Nick Kiprios was on a Sportsnet radio station this morning. Yeah. And was basically saying, tears. basically saying that uh, everyone should feel bad for the Toronto Maple Leafs that they can't sign William Nylander because it's a it's a it's a terrible system that is working against them and punishing teams that draft well and develop well and and turn young players into into good ones that that the system is not is not fair to those teams. Now the reason this is relevant. Why we're even entertaining this conversation is absurdity. Let's be honest. It is. It's 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 some of the the most ridiculous. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've I've ever heard. Someone who's you know Nick Kiprios has, has been around the NHL for a long time. He's a smart guy. He's you know you, you hear him a lot of places, and I, I thought it was an absolutely ridiculous thing for him to say. I thought it was even more ridiculous for for the radio station to even dignify it, and they all agreed. The reason I thought it was relevant for us to talk about it was because I'm sure there are going to be some Avs fans who hear that and go, oh, shit. Well, the Avs have drafted really well the last couple of years. They're developing good players, and yeah. they have a lot of good young players that are going to be due for contracts. Is, is the system working against teams that draft and develop? And the answer is obviously. No, dude. No. It's not. It's working against teams that go into free agency and give Patrick Marlowe three years and $6 million. And then the very next summer going out and giving John Tavares $11 million. You want to know why you can't spend all that, spend all that money that you have in your coffers? There's a salary cap in place 
that you know is in place. It wasn't like this dropped out of the sky, you know, mid-season or anything. It's been in place for a very long time now. And they decided to go out and go ham in free agency with the arrogance that they'd be able to sign these young guys. Easy peasy. Well, it turns out the world doesn't actually revolve around Toronto that way. Right. You know, things don't just happen for them as magically as they'd like to make them think. It's not a bad system. It's a system that forces teams to be smart and well, to allocate the money that they're allowed to spend every single year. You know, is it great that Toronto is an insanely rich team that can pour resources into anything they want except players? Yeah, like that's awesome. Go do your thing. Does it suck for the players that there's a team out there that would maybe just freely spend money? Maybe William Nylander would get $8.5 million from them just because they had the money to spend and it was no big deal if there was no cap? That's fine. Like, I feel bad for the players. I don't feel bad for Toronto. So and I don't feel bad for a team that made decisions. Nobody made them sign Nikita Zaitsev to a seven-year deal worth way too much money when he sucks based on one year. Like, nobody made them make those decisions. They made those choices. You know, Kyle Dubas was the guy who signed John Tavares over the summer. And, hey, easy decision. $11 million, no problem. John Tavares is easily worth it. That's great. But it was just, for me, it was the arrogance. That's what That's what nobody, that's, that's what everybody gets frustrated with with Toronto. Nobody likes that. Well, well no, the because arrogance. Because everything just, how does it, that's why there's a meme. How does this affect Toronto? <laughs> the, the, I mean, James Murdo couldn't go a whole game last night without tweeting about how Austin, Man, you know, after Rantanen scored, you know, they, they scored that first goal, and it was, oh, well, now Miko Rantanen is the only one who has more points per game than Austin Matthews. He couldn't. It was the first period. By the end of the night, Nathan McKinnon had joined him. And it was like, why would you tweet that in the first period? Like, the obsession with making everything all the time about them, especially when it has an opportunity to make them look amazing or, like, their guys are great. Like, Austin Matthews is a great player. He doesn't need live stat tracking to see if, where his place in the league is for points per game. Is he going to continue to do that? Like when you know when Austin Matthews goes two games without scoring. I mean, if Austin Matthews goes two games without scoring, is he all of a sudden going to be like, well, Austin Matthews is now seventh? Right, like, right. Stupid. Well, to me, and when I say it was, it was the the arrogance that bothered me was, and maybe they will, and maybe I'm an idiot, and maybe someone's going to cut this clip out and and shove it back in my face in in two days. It, but it is how the world works. It it was right after they signed John Tavares. Kyle Dubas went on to the, the 31 Thoughts podcast, which is another Sportsnet production. Fantastic. We've talked about it on here before. Oh, yeah. Hockey Twitter Great. loves it. Yeah. It's, an, it's an amazing podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. And, and, and Jeff Merrick asked him point blank. He said, elephant in the room. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, John Tavares. Yeah. Can you keep all four? And before he could even finish the word four, Kyle Dubas jumped and said, we can and we will. And now you have people making excuses for Toronto, saying the league's out to get them. When Nobody the abs- forced Toronto into this. <laughs> Nobody forced Toronto into this position. They and made the choice to do those things. They went out and they signed old guy Patrick Marlowe to a three-year deal, and everybody assumes year three he's going to disappear to Stefan Robida Island, where he just mysteriously disappears off the face of the earth. 
because Toronto can get away with that Hello, stuff. Hello, Marion Hosa. They have the money to get away with that nonsense where it just doesn't matter. They can make up whatever injury they want and make that guy just disappear and go away. It does not matter for them. So, and what I want Avs fans to keep in mind as, as you watch this William Nylander saga plays out is we're closing in on, on as, 20. As we play, how does this affect the avalanche? <laughs> right, right. No, but what I want you to think about is <laughs> when people were upset that they went out and only signed Ian Cole and Matt Calvert last summer. Yeah. Why didn't you make a push for John Tavares? Why didn't you well, make I mean, a push? they did, but. A, a stronger push. I'll see, you know. Well, you either, you either get the. You either get the phone call or you get the meeting or you don't. AJ, you're, get, you're ruining my point he here. Didn't give you're a ruining meeting. my point with facts, and that's not what the internet's All right. for. All right, fair enough. But so when when you complain that the Avs aren't reaching for the top shelf for agency, remember this. Remember that Toronto might just lose a really good player for this year because they had to go out and get their guys the last two years. Because they made win-now moves the last two years. for You have 18, almost $18 million tied up in Patrick Marlowe and John Tavares. And, and, and the audacity it takes for, them, for someone to say that the league is, is rigged against big market teams. Give me, a, give me a break. So where we're going with this, the reason this is a relevant conversation is... Assuming Joe Sackick doesn't go out and, and do something like that, which I don't have really an indication to think that he's going to go shell out $11 million to someone who's not on the roster right now. It's, it's because you've got guys in your organization. Alexander Kerfoot is going to be due at this, at this pace. He's going to be due for a nice payday. Not a, not a William Nylander, not a Miko Rantanen payday, but he's going to get a nice pay bump. I made a cap-friendly roster the other day just because I was curious about this exact conversation. I gave Kerfoot a four-year deal at $5.5 million per. Perfect. Thought that was maybe a little on the high side. I'm assuming he has a 60 to 65-point season, and I thought that might be just a touch on the high side, but mm. right in that neighborhood, I feel, is probably correct. Um, Miko or you know Miko Rantanen obviously is the big one. Nikita Zadorov, you're gonna have to give him a new contract. Tyson Jost next summer, not this upcoming, but the following. Sam Girard next summer. Sam Girard and and uh, those you are know, guys you want to lock down long term. JT Comfort. None of those guys are gonna be big dollar guys, but again, it's Toronto has to get William Nylander at six and a half. Otherwise, you might start next season without Mitch Marner or Austin Matthews, or maybe both. Or somebody's, what I think is going to happen is somebody's going to offer Sheet Austin Matthews maximum dollar. They're going to go out and they're going to say, all right, what's the maximum amount we're allowed to pay for a guy? And they're going to give, they're going to say, hey, we don't mind giving up four first round picks for Austin Matthews at $16 million or whatever the max may be next summer because that's easily worth it. Right. Four first rounders. You're probably a team that's in a position to do something. You're not going to be. You know, a, a, a lower to you're not Detroit, you know. Right. And and yeah, you're gonna Toronto has put themselves. The league has not put them. Other GMs have not put them. The Toronto has put themselves in a position where their backs are against the wall. And as soon as they signed Tavares, everyone said, "All right, well, they need to trade Nylander or Marner." 
And everyone in Toronto said, no, 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 no. This is going to be the core of, of four guys that are going to win the next eight Stanley Cups. Oh, by the way, your best defenseman's Morgan Riley. Nice player. Good, good player. Solid player. Is he carrying you to a Stanley Cup on, on your back end? So, so you have to fit all these guys under the cap, and you still have parts of that Toronto team that are lacking. They're scoring 80 goals a game. And, and, yeah, and, and, well, and they're getting really, really, really good goaltending right now. It's like really high-level goaltending. The Avs, if they're smart, which we don't know if they will be, if the Avs are smart, they can be what Toronto should have been. By no means am I writing Toronto off. I'm not saying Toronto's done. I'm not saying Toronto won't win a cup. They very well could. But it, it's just, you, you look at what they've done, and they've, they've backed themselves into a corner, and they're going to lose someone good that could have been a, a, a you know, they're, they're going to lose someone good because they couldn't help themselves. Well, and, and it's, it's why we've talked in recent years uh, and, and why we've been this year. Be patient. Don't go out and trade cheap assets for Mark Stone. Don't trade first-round picks and things like that. You're going to need those cheap contracts and good players down the road because it's not just those guys. You know, two summers from now, you have to sign Gabe Landeskog to a deal. Yeah. You've got – we don't know what Mikko Rantanen's contract is going to look like. Maybe it's only two years. You, don't you might know have to give him another raise in a couple years. You don't. By the way, you don't know what you're doing with Tyson Berry yet. You don't know what you're doing with Tyson Berry yet. I mean, Nathan McKinnon will need an extension. It's, you know, obviously three years down the road. But three years comes up quick. Right. When you're talking about long-term deal. Again, uh, I, I was talking with a, a, a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. Shout out to Tracy uh, about... Ilya Kovalchuk in L.A. That was a bad contract today. He signed it. It's looking horrendous right now. So, you know, you sit there and you say... <clears throat> using the it's, Ily- it's looking bad because of the way they're playing him. Well, right, right, right. Like, but, but he's obviously, he can obviously still help a team. But for how long? That, and that like, team and, yeah, where he's playing all that stuff. Yeah. But where I'm going with that is, all right, so that's a three-year, $6.25 million contract for Ilya Kovalchuk. That was probably too long the day he signed it, and I think everyone was kind of in agreement with that. But so when you say, and, you know, Nathan McKinnon, that's three years out, you start giving out, you know, multi-year deals to these high-priced free agents, well, suddenly three years does matter. And you say, yeah, it's three years out, but... It's, it's all stuff that I think Toronto had too much of the attitude that Kyle Dubas had on that 31 Thoughts podcast. Yeah, we can and we will. And to me, that was, I'll figure it out. And <laughs> I yeah. think Kyle Dubas is learning the hard way that life is tough. You might not just be able to figure it out. So... Nick Kiprios, the league isn't stacking the cards against the Maple Leafs. No one's out to get them. You, you, the, the fact that, that you even cried foul on the system sucks and the Leafs are being punished by a bad system is absolutely ridiculous. What I thought was crazy was the they're being punished for developing their players too well. Right. I'm sorry, which players exactly? Right. Like, all of these, all these guys that you're talking about giving big money are all top ten picks. You know, Nylander, Marner was fourth overall. 
Austin Matthews was first overall in a lottery that you won. <laughs> like, you could have won a lottery in the Nico Hischer year. Right. You know, you won it in the Austin Matthews year instead. Like, you haven't you haven't done yeoman's work here, Chief. <laughs> well, and, and especially because the 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 contracts that are causing problem is the almost eighteen million dollars tied up in veterans that you signed in free agency. It's ridiculous that and and he said that and people are out there agreeing, Toronto fans. <laughs> Yeah, this is bullshit. And, and he goes, you know, it's a great system for a market like Phoenix, but Toronto has the money. Let them spend it. All right, then don't anyone complain about how lopsided the NBA is. Yep. Hockey fans. Well, hockey my, fans. My point was, how does how does Nick Kiprios feel about the Blue Jays? Competing in the AL East where the Yankees and Red Sox just blow through money. Right. You know, and they spend their money on everything. And they they make high they make high money mistakes all the time and it just doesn't matter. Right. You know? Is that is that what you want the NHL to be? You want it to be like baseball? Right. Nobody wants that. Everybody everybody in baseball is frustrated by the money inequality in baseball. Even though their parity is actually nuts. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've achieved great parity despite that. Right. But the salary cap just makes sense. I mean, it just it just makes sense. Yeah. And it's a system that works. You just have to play within those rules. And they're mad that they're you know they're not they're not getting to exploit their money advantage. You want to exploit your money advantage? Hire skills coaches out the ass. Right. You know, hire hire do what Alabama does. You know, in in college football, where you've you've got more coordinators, you've got more analysts, more talented people watching the game and analyzing it and providing information than all the other teams. Throw your money in all those different areas. Pour it into your AHL team. Do whatever. They still have a huge financial advantage. They just can't use it in players. Use it elsewhere then, Chief. It's <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not It's not hard to spend money. It's just not. As evidenced by the fact that they blew two summers in a row, huge contracts on on veteran guys. Mm-hmm. One of them, who you know, Patrick Marlowe, as an old dude, like you really didn't need to do that. Right. John Tavares, I understand. Right, Patrick Marlowe, you really didn't need to do that. Right, especially when you'd already committed multiple years and millions of dollars to guys like Connor Brown and Zach Hyman. Right, like did it to yourself. No sympathy. Quick, Ryan. Say <laughs> a quick break. When we come back, another player that might be in need of a contract potentially from the Avs, Semyon Varlamov. Why that might just be a good idea. This is a BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We will be right back. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer 
whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. The Sportsbook Bar and Grill is owned by Denver natives who love Colorado sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports. I love people's reaction to sports when it's a high-stakes game. No matter what's going on in the world, it kind of unifies people, and everyone seems to be a friend, you know, when you're at a sports bar. So, yeah, that's, that's the main reason I want to get involved with the sports bar. That was John Porter, part owner of Sportsbook. Him and his team pride themselves in creating a great environment for you to enjoy your favorite sports with TVs in every direction you look and so much more. Something that makes Sportsbook unique is not just a sports bar. We also have a killer menu um, with a bunch of, we got pizza burgers and melts and the combination of the food with the experience of, of a Broncos game or an Avalanche game or a Rockies game. And having all that stuff packed into one, I mean, no one wants to sit at home by themselves and watch a game. You want to be around friends or you want to make new friends. You want to be full while you do it. And you also would like to have a few drinks with it as well. So with all the beers we have on tap and the diversity of our menu, there's no better spot to watch sports. You feel like you're in your house with all of your friends with you. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by the Sportsbook Bar and Grill today. Third and final segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley. AJ, last couple of segments have gone a little long. We'll do a little bit shorter one here, and we want to save a little bit of this discussion for next week. You made an interesting comment uh, before you and I started recording. The NHL Board of Governors is voting on whether to approve Seattle for expansion in 2020. And we were talking about uh, again, before the show started, teams that might lose good players, teams are going to be at risk. And you had an interesting suggestion where you said, in my opinion, the expansion draft is the number one reason why I think it might be beneficial for the Avs to give Semyon Varlamov a, an extension. You put Philip Grubauer and Semyon Varlamov on the block for Seattle to take one or the other. And that might be a way of protecting some of your young assets. Might be a good way of, you know, then you send Seattle a second-round pick or a third-round pick, whatever, and say, take a goalie. Instead right. of sending a first-round pick and a prospect or, you know, whatever the hall may be to, uh, you know, to, to protect a Zadorov or a right. protect a, you know, whoever. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Protect one of those forwards. You know, so it's it's really in terms of in terms of the expansion draft. It really needs to be for 2020, or Colorado's in trouble. Yeah, like if it's in 2020, they're go, they're they're gonna lose somebody, and that'll be okay. If it's in 2021 or 2022, that brings Kyle McCarr into this, and that changes a lot. Yeah, but. It, with regards to Varley, like, Varley, and I keep telling people this when they're like, every time Grubauer has a mediocre start and people are convinced he's horrible and all kinds of silly shit, and it's like, he's, like, give him time, you know, give him some starts here. 
We're still talking about a small number of games, first of all. Right. But really, like, Varley doesn't have much reason to, to sign here. And maybe instead of going out and getting Mark Stone in free agency, maybe that's what you do with your cap space this year. Maybe you try and give Varley a really high AAV and do it over three years mm. to get him to the to the expansion draft if it's 2020, you right. know. You you do it to get him into that into that, you know, maybe two years, whatever. Right. But you do high AAV to, to give him a financial incentive to do it. You let him continue to play in a place he's comfortable with, with a goaltending coach he knows and and likes and gets along well with and responds well to him and look at his play. Right. So, you know, that's those are those are good reasons to keep him. Those are good reasons for him to stay. Give him a lot of money for a year or two. You know, if he could go out and get a and get a seven million dollar deal over five years or whatever, then you know the Avs can't can't play in those waters. Right, right. They're not messing with any of that. You know, they're gonna roll. They would be smart to just roll with Grubauer at that point. But if they wanted to keep Barley, they should definitely try and do it in such a way that makes you know Varley Grubauer your primary focus in the expansion draft because if you have to go 4-4 and try and protect an extra defenseman whatever may happen with Barry whatever right and and Jost and Kerfoot and Comfer and all these guys do continue to develop and turn into players you can't protect all those fools you just can't well and, and you're either gonna lose Zadorov or you're gonna lose Kerfoot or you're gonna lose Comfer you know, short of making, you know, unless you go out and yeah, you give a, a first round pick or something like right. that, right? Or, or you know, you're going to lose a goaltender, but you have another one already there. Well, and 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 see, I I actually I love that idea, AJ, because you look at at Vegas, and and at first they said no, we're 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 going young, we're building for the future, but you can't help yourself if there's a a, a number one out there for you to take for free, you have to. You have to if you're if you're an well, expansion if team. If it's Varley, he's 32 at the time. Right. That's not old. Right. For goalie standards. Right. That's not old. That's not end of the road. You can realistically get. You can realistically plan for three to five years of Varley, and if you get more than that, awesome. Right. Right. But you can get three to five years of a starting goaltender that you just drop in and plug and play right there. I saw the, yeah. So if you can do that, great. That should be where that should be where Colorado is focused on doing it. You know, and then hey, you continue this really good goalie tandem that you have right now. You just keep rolling it out there, right? Because I do have faith in Grubauer. I do have faith he'll get better. I think he already is. You know, against against Pittsburgh last night, he looked really, really good. Up until the fiasco at the end of the second period. Well, so did everyone. So, you know, but I mean, that second goal is on him and him alone. Oh, absolutely. Alone. Absolutely. You know, the first goal, you really shouldn't be giving up rebound goals on breakaways. But I'm willing to just let it go. Like, not great. And then the third goal, I mean, that's not on him. That's right. your defense needs to help you out there. See, the breakaway one, though, it's when I was, he stopped the initial shot. Um, Give credit to Sidney Crosby. He put it in a place where, where, you know, Grubauer couldn't swallow it on that first one. It's kind of a, it's a 50-50 battle in the crease. So I, I agree with you. You want to see him swallow that up the first time. But the, the only one I'm 
we're getting off topic here. Yeah. Um, Drew, no, Bauer's, Drew Bauer's already starting to play better. Right. And I think I think by January we'll look back at this whole hysteria over his play and be like, well, that was a fun time. Right. Kind of like the hysteria during the five-game losing streak where I was, I was getting actual comments about this team's closer to the 48-point team than the 95-point team. Oh, my God. Every time they lose two in a row, I get that shit. So it's, it's interesting because to the point you just made, if it's in 2021, the Avs might be in some trouble. If it's in 2020, you can probably finagle some stuff around. But it's, it is interesting because I, I really do think, I think if, if you know that you're going to be in that situation, I think if you were to dangle a Varley out there, Seattle saw what a, what a true number one can, can do for an expansion team last year in Flurry and, and Vegas. I'm not going to go as so far to say that Varley's as good as Flurry. He might just be, uh, you know, that's it's it's opinion based, but I don't know if Varley can. I guess I shouldn't say I don't know if Varley can carry a team because he's obviously done it before. But I I think that'd be something too too tantalizing for for an expansion team to pass up on. So I thought it was interesting. I mean, or they take Grubauer and then you have Varley, right? And you're like. Okay, that's also <laughs> fine. Yeah. So, interesting idea. We'll talk more about the expansion draft once the Board of Governors has voted and once we have a little bit more clear idea, but that should be next week. Uh, uh, Kevin, again, who you know, has asked me about it last night. He's from Seattle, so he's always curious. Uh, so they're voting next week, so, so we'll have a little bit more info. AJ, any last uh, thoughts to wrap this show up? He's shaking his head no. So I guess I'll just vamp for five seconds. <coughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Like I said, shorter third segment here, but we went kind of long on the first two. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I got one of the nicest DMs I've, I've ever gotten last night. I need to show you, AJ. It was, it was awesome. And, 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 uh, you know, we do this stuff for you guys, and, and that's why we drive through rush hour traffic into the heart of downtown is, is to get stuff to you guys. And, and we stay up till 3 a.m., and, and um, we sacrifice, you know, all sorts of stuff for you guys. And, and so getting messages and stuff like that does mean a lot to us. So thank you genuinely. For AJ Hayfley, I have been Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Shout out to Blake Street Tavern for hosting us as always. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.